Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. We are still here live at the B2B Marketing Exchange in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I am joined now. You guys are in for a real treat, so settle in for this podcast. I'm here with Tina Dietz, and Tina Dietz is the founder of Start Something Creative. And guess what? She is on a panel later today talking about podcasting. That's right. So, so is it ironic? No, it's not. Great to have you come on over. The reason I wanted to have you join me, I have certainly a whole bunch of questions for you. Um, if it's not clear what, what Tina's company does, let me just say to you, well, you tell them. I'd love for you to explain <laughs> it because you just educated me. Sure. I, know. I was asked to come here and speak on podcasting because my company has a deep specialty in audio for business, particularly podcast launches uh, and the positioning, of course, of those podcasts, uh, full production, and also nonfiction audiobook full production and distribution for those folks who fancy themselves influencers and want to move into that space. Love it. So the reason I was so excited when you when we met is to have you come over is because I've been getting the question a lot about um, some from our clients saying, hey, do you think we should do a podcast and what's involved? They've asked me about the equipment. They've asked me about the production process. So I would definitely love to riff with you on that today because, yeah. you know, I started the podcast. I just finished a couple of weeks ago, uh, episode 100. Uh, I really didn't know when I started it. Thank you. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what was going to be involved and how long it would go and what the response would be. Uh, truth be told, uh, I now have more listeners, I think, in a month or in a couple weeks than I had the entire first year. That's a really good point. So it, you found that, like most podcasters, it's a bit of a long tail game. you got to have a little patience, right? It, and I don't have patience. Me so. neither. So I stuck it out because marketing kept saying, you know, as long as the chart is going up and to the right uh, in terms of listeners, then that's a positive thing. If that flattens out, then maybe rethink why we're not having growth. And one of the key things for me that really helped was going weekly. And not just because they could listen to more episodes in a month, but it seemed like the audience was all of a sudden um, more connected to me, to the content, and wanting to... uh, just stay attached to the program. I'm curious from your expertise. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Is there a, a frequency that, that makes sense in, uh, in your experience? Yeah, I would say that weekly is fairly ideal. We're creatures of habit as human beings. And a lot of what we have to think about when we're thinking about podcasting is we're thinking about the relationship with the listener. Podcasting and audio in general is a very intimate medium. I had the uh, great good fortune of being the lead interviewer on a documentary called The Messengers, which is all about podcasting and the influence of podcasting. And I got to interview about 20 prominent podcasters from all different walks of life, all different topics. And they had pretty much all never met each other. And the word that came up over and over again in every interview was intimacy. Mm -hmm. And we don't always talk about intimacy in sales and marketing, but there is that connection there that we're looking for for the long game for the depth of our relationships with our clients, our customers, and our partners. And that's something that podcasting can provide on a level that you really can't get as well through a screen, no matter how entertaining your content might be or how influential your content might be. The trust factor that comes from being able to rely on content and rely on someone being consistent every week in your ear, directly into your brain, is important. Yeah. So a company like yours, Smart um, smart Something Creative, when Workfront, uh, who is one, and Workday, 
have reached out to me and said, you know, we want to get a podcast off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, is your company someone that I should be directing them to and say, hey, listen, these are these are people who know how to do podcasting and know how to do influencer marketing? Absolutely. And and what's your thoughts about companies? Is there a certain type of business or industry that makes sense for podcasting? Or should we say, you know what? Uh, of course we should be in this channel. Uh, why would we ignore this, this marketing channel? Does it ever not make sense for a business? Well, sure. Not every marketing channel is going to be right for every company. I, I've never been one that's going to be like, oh, a blanket, you have to get on this. It's got to be the best new thing ever. Oh, my God. You know, we get enough of that kind of message. We do. We, <laughs> every single day. And we and podcasting is no different than anything else. It's got to be good for the company. It's got to be good for the people you're looking for. You have to have podcast listeners, right? So one in three Americans listens to podcasts weekly. One in three. One in three. Huge. Now it's a huge number, right? But we're talking in the B2B section of something much more niche. But that can have a real advantage. If you're willing to go deep into the niche and you're really willing to kind of dig into like, who are we going to be, you know, what are we going to be developing here? What kind of relationships? You can be developing relationships with influencers as having a meet this media platform now for your company, it's a value that you can offer influencers to come on board and partner with you. And it's also a way to serve your current partners and clientele. Like some, you're, if you have uh, promotional partners you work with, maybe those become not only guests on your show, maybe they also become podcast sponsors for your show. Maybe there's a way for that to, to be a good thing for you. And it can also serve the internal culture of your company. Yeah and uh, make people who are working with you and for you feel good about what you're putting out into the world. Yeah. You know, that trust comes back home. Or, yeah. you know, maybe you're featuring the people inside of your company yeah. and helping with that uh, talent development or, you know, just people feeling good about the company and, wh- and what you guys are doing out in the world. I, I personally love the medium. Uh, you know, I did the keynote yesterday. I probably spent 100 hours preparing for that presentation oh, um, in terms of we, we created a lot of new illustrations for it, a lot of new graphics for it. And so, you know, over, over it, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy engagement to do that format. And I care about every podcast that I do. Um, some of these like this are more ad hoc, yes. uh, where we're not prepping, and, and it's interesting to see where the conversations goes. Others, I do a half-hour prep with a guest and make sure that I at least have the, the story points of where we're going to go to in our conversation. We don't rehearse it. Um, it's all you know unscripted, but at least I know what that's um, going to be. So I encourage people, especially if they're verbal communicators, to think about the medium because it is, um, it's powerful. Do you remember this morning, David Meerman Scott was talking about intimacy, and he was saying that um, it's really important to get close to your customers. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things about podcasting is we're literally in the audience's ear. That's right. Right? Yeah. There's that- actually a, a neurological thing that happens there. You become a voice in someone's head. Wow. It's a privilege. It's a privilege it to really have is. that. And for somebody to come back and listen to you week after week, that's, um, that's a level of access. People have to really think about that. They have to think about, you know, like, wow, I really want this person to be talking with me. How many people in your life do you want talking with you every week as one way or another kind of an authority figure or somebody that they, they admire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if my kids want me to be doing that every week to them, but they, they're stuck with it, right? But this is, this is the listener choosing. And because podcasts have to be sought out, and chosen, it's not something that's imposed upon them, there's a higher level of engagement, there's a higher level of loyalty, and there's a a higher level of then uh, some of the research that's been done by Nielsen 
on podcast advertising shows that there's a much higher level of uh, stickiness that happens and uh, willingness for people to buy things that are advertised on podcasts or recommended by the host. You, when you produce, do you still produce your own podcast? My, my company has gotten, uh, grown so much in the last uh, two years that we put my show on hiatus, but I have another show coming out in Q3 this okay. year. But your last show did extremely well, right? You were in the top 35, top 50 on, on Inc.? I, I ha- actually had the pleasure of being named one of the top 35 uh, uh, podcasts for entrepreneurs on Inc.com, yeah. Uh, that's phenomenal. It was a I mean, pleasure. It's, you know, uh, to get selected to be on that site and to be honored in that way is is congratulations thank you it, it, thank you it was an, it was a really nice surprise it was actually a couple of colleagues who brought it to my attention i didn't, <laughs> I didn't even see it so like, it was wow. it was pretty cool nice. it was pretty cool i've certainly enjoyed uh i enjoy the conversations that i have yeah. with the guests which is really nice to just air those conversations uh publicly um let me get some feedback from you. The no pun intended, by the mm-hmm. way, because I can definitely hear people entering yeah, exactly. the conference, uh, and I apologize to people listening for oh that no, background noise. It's a noise. soothing murmur. Is it? That's that. So you just mentioned the word that I want to talk to you. A number of people at this conference have come up to me, people that I've met now for the very first time that listen to the podcast, which is always an interesting experience. They said, "I really like listening. Your voice is very soothing." Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it is today with all this noise, but how do I take that? Is that Am I putting them to sleep, or is it? Uh, what, what is that word associated with? Yeah, actually, it's a, it's a really positive thing because a, a voice that is soothing is not a voice that is boring. Okay, it's not Ben Stein, it's not Bueller, Bueller. You know, it's not monotone. Uh, when voices are monotone, it, we tune out very quickly, and most people have actually everybody has vocal patterns which is why if you're listening to a podcast and you find yourself tuning out after about 15 minutes many times what's happening is you have acclimated to that person's vocal cadence and your brain just starts to ignore it interesting which, yeah so and that's one of the reasons that the answer to the question i realize i'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here and i'll come back to soothing no do it but the answer to the question how long should my podcast be? That's where I was going to go. Yeah, is how long can you be really interesting for? And so that is where content creation and content planning comes so importantly into play. But going back to the quality of your voice. Well, can we? Uh, oh, let, yeah, we'll put a stick in there. Okay. Back. Absolutely. I want to talk about link, but if you want to go back to the No, no, voice, no, go right ahead. W- w- we'll since, you, since you hit that, is there a magic link for a podcast? No, there is not a magic link for podcasts. It is literally based on how entertaining you can be because a podcast needs to be entertaining first everything else after. Okay. And I don't mean you got to be Shecky McShackerson, okay? <laughs> it's got to be based in your personality. It's got to be based on your interest. And if you are interested and you are engaged and you are present, particularly if you're interviewing people, and of course interviewing skills are super important, then that's going to translate to your audience, right? And what you said earlier about preparing for a half an hour, you and I are, are pros. We've done this for a long time. You know, I, I joke a lot that my hairbrush was used more as a microphone as a child than an actual hairbrush. It's one of those things. But, you know, with somebody who's not used to being behind a microphone, giving him that time to settle in and have that half hour to feel safe yeah. in, in your care as a host oh. is actually quite important. It goes, again, goes back to having a better interview because then they can relax and they don't feel like they have to do so much sound bites. They can actually have a conversation because the audience can hear the difference between the two. Yeah. And that creates more entertainment. I had a podcast recently uh, with Joe Payne. It was my 100th episode. And Joe and I have a long history together. And that podcast, I believe, was the longest podcast I've ever recorded. Almost an hour, just short of an hour. 
And the time flew by for me because he and I were just having a very good conversation. But then I thought, hmm, was that too long of a podcast? So thank you for asking that. And I hope these questions I'm asking you, I know are questions that if anyone's ever going to produce a podcast, they're going to think about equipment and the guest and the host and the, and the processes that do it. You've got sitting next to you my book, Manufacturing Demand. And one of the other things that I learned as we got to know each other is that you help companies take non-fictional books and turn them into audio books. That's right. And this is a project that my marketing team has suggested to me because I don't have an audio version of the book. And I have two questions mm -hmm. for you. There may be more. Number one is, should you have an audio book if you've written a book? That's mm -hmm. question number one. And number two is, I listened to some business books recently by authors who read the books and I found it extremely monotone mm -hmm. and I didn't know if they were coached to do it that way and that's the right way to do it because that's not the way that I talk I, I'm more animated in my conversations and certainly on stage when presentations so I'd love to get your thoughts on if you've written a book should you turn it into an audiobook and what is the right way mm, to read okay. or publish okay. as an audio so uh, the audiobook industry uh, the audiobook industry is the fastest growing segment of the publishing industry and has been for more than five years. We're talking about double-digit growth a year upon year every year, um, sometimes over 20%. So last year was a $3.5 billion industry. And the listeners of pod, excuse me, the listeners of podcasts actually, and the listeners of audiobooks have a lot of similarities, and they tend to be college educated. They tend to listen in their cars on the way to work or at the gym. And so there's a, if you're demographic, if your listenership uh, that you want, your audience you want is executive, is professional, is that level of person, then audiobooks are a great way to go because that's how they're consuming books because they don't have time to sit down and read. And so audio being the most accessible form of media, you can listen when you can't read, you can listen when you can't watch. Audiobooks make a lot, a lot, a lot of sense. So in terms of translating uh, a nonfiction book into audio, you know, a book like yours, because it does have some charts and diagrams in it, that does have to be taken into consideration, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all, as a matter of fact, because there's different narration techniques that we can use to make even a list sound interesting. Yeah. And if you've, uh, and you can also use it as a lead gen in and of itself. You know, if you have ever listened to the TED Talk podcast. Yes. And it'll say, "This presentation contains powerful graphics. Please go to TED.com." You know, all of that, right? Right. I got to use my radio voice. I'm happy. I liked it. All right. Oh, um, so. You do the same thing with your book, and you put a couple of calls to action and just put those seeds inside of the book so that you can then make those graphics and infographics or charts or whatever it is available for the listener or the reader, and then that generates more traffic back to your site, and you can nurture those people like you would nurture anybody else. Cool. Yeah, so that makes it really, really helpful to do that. I love it. Well, thank you for your tips. Speaking of traffic, we know that everybody's coming in here for their lunch break, yeah, so it's going to get louder and louder. get louder here. But I have really enjoyed this short conversation with you, Tina. I will definitely be there for your panel later on and learn even more. And I encourage you, all of you in B2B marketing, sales professionals as well, if you have a voice, if you have something to say, and even better, if you can get guests to have their expertise shared, consider putting a podcast together. It's, a, it's not an expensive endeavor in terms of, of marketing, I have found, mm -hmm. uh, to do it. And certainly you can reach out to people like Tina Dietz and get uh, tips, advice, and, and consulting on, on how to bring the podcast to life. Thank you so much, David. This has been a delight. Well, it's good to meet you. Yeah, I'll see you, you uh, later for your panel. All right. Awesome. Have a All good right. One. All the best. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll let you get back to your day, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. 
You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 